0: Hello, and you are tuning in to Don't Overthink It, the podcast. I'm your host, serial entrepreneur, first-time mom, and straight shooter, Terrace Sherman. Every stage of life comes with its own set of challenges, and in each weekly episode, I will dive into the topics that are difficult to face. I'll be bringing you interviews from trailblazing guests, as well as healing-centered solo episodes. Life comes at you fast don't overthink it hello and thank you for tuning in to the life in couture podcast the platform where we are cultivating conversations for women on their journey to self-love self-discovery and entrepreneurship i'm your host Tara Sherman and if you are tuning in today I have a lot of good information for you and today's huge because or this episode is huge because this is the first official episode under the new name now if you have been tuning in if you've been following this podcast from the beginning originally this podcast was called the crown podcast Now, when I first started or when I first made the decision to um, to launch a podcast, it was primarily to go hand in hand with my book, which is On the Throne, A Woman's Journey to Self-Love and Self-Discovery, which um, really worked well. It worked. it It served its purpose um and i really sat down and i was trying to evaluate where i was trying to take it next um what my objectives are for this podcast where i wanted to see it grow into and all of those um and me just sitting down analyzing all that thinking through all of that is what helped me to get to the decision to change the name and to change the branding of the podcast um so it is officially called the Life in Couture Podcast. And, you know, I'm still going to give you guys some really good content. Um, um, we'll still be covering self-love, self-discovery, a lot more entrepreneurship, um, a lot more branding and marketing conversations will be had. Um, I am still going to be bringing you guys some really great interviews. Um I'm just excited y'all listen okay because <laughs> I'm just really excited Um, because overall the crown podcast it really was it really was great I really had some really great um, guests on some really great conversations um, and we we dug deep into or we dove deep into um, a lot of conversations and a lot of topics that needed to be had so I still want to keep that dynamic but Life in Couture, um, just f- as far as longevity, um, and as far as growth and as far as, you know, continuing to push the podcast, Life in Couture was just a better overall fit for the Couture brand. Um, and so, oh my gosh, y'all, I don't even know where to start. So much, so much has been going on since I last recorded, um, And so much has even been going on, I think. So we skipped a week. I put out an episode every week. We skipped a week. Um, And so starting with this podcast, we'll be back on schedule. So you'll have a new... um, There'll be a new episode every Saturday. And... It's just been so much, (laughs) y'all. So, good news. So in addition to me renaming the podcast um i am also here's an announcement i am also um getting my very next book in the works and so that'll be coming that'll be um published and launching september of this year then that date could change not not move back but it could move up um because the way it's looking right now, things are chugging along. Um, so by September of this year, I will I will set an official launch and announce the official date um, of when that book will be released, when I reveal the cover and the title for that new book. But the new book, oh my gosh, y'all! If you thought "On the Throne" was something, this book. It's going to be something. Um, This book, On the Throne, was more so di- diving deep into who we are. And then this new book is going to be more so diving deep um, using what we've learned from that first book to build our visions and um, build our businesses. So this book will be be more business than personal. But I feel both dynamics are extremely important um, in the development in my development as a woman and as a businesswoman, which is who I'm creating content for women who are in business and women who are entrepreneurs or women who are looking to take their their careers to the next level. And so with rebranding, it's always a scary thing. Um, you, It's always this big back and forth. Do I want to change the name? Do I want to make such a big move? Do I want to make such a bold move? What will my what will my what? Um, audience my current audience think will they be receptive to it um you know because it's really anytime you rebrand anytime you make changes to your business um, I'm not saying like when you make changes as far as implementing new systems and things like that but when you are changing something that the audience can readily identify That's always a huge, huge deal. And it can be scary. Um, And so even after, like once I was in the process of launching the book and promoting the book and pushing the book, um, I was still having my reservations about the name of it. Because even all the way down to the branding, it wasn't couture. um, It wasn't a couture brand design. It's kind of like On the Throne was its own standalone brand within couture. But the crown podcast went hand in hand with the book. So the branding was the same. The graphics were the same. um, The marketing was the same. Um, And the message overall message was was also the same. And so instead of gearing my podcast towards a specific product that my company produce, you know, I I want the podcast to also be a product and to be more in alignment with the overall brand with my overall brand and with my blog. So the life of couture blog is a business and lifestyle memoir. So, you know, I, I talk about marketing. I talk about business. Um, I talk about, um, news as it relates to marketing and business. Um, also fashion food, just, um, You know, my life, things that that I'm interested in, things that I'm partaking in, things that I'm actually doing and being involved in or things that are um, directly affecting me um, or things that I just want to speak about. And so that's really where I want this podcast to also be, because um, as the blog is evolving and it's gaining more knowledge, more notoriety um and a larger audience i want my blog readers to also transition over to the podcast and the podcast listeners audience to also tune in or you know plug into my blog post and so like i said overall i just i wanted a better flow and i think i mentioned this before um on my blog, it's like I do so many different things and people are always asking me, how do you do this? How do you stay on top of this? Like, how do you have time to do X, Y, Z? Um, and basically, like, how do you make it all work? How do you make it all flow? Um, and so that is what I was working hard to do with this podcast, too, because for every like business has to be strategic. You can't just throw something out there and hope that it works. Um, and that's not what I did with this podcast at all. It was strategic because it went with the book. Um, but ultimately in the grand scheme of things, it's like, I was going to, to end the podcast at the launch of the book, but it's kind of just taken on, it's taken on kind of a life of its own. Um, I have a lot, <laughs> my audience is a lot larger than I anticipated, um, um, and I enjoy, I enjoy this podcast. Um, I enjoy doing the interviews that I get to do. I enjoy um, sharing my perspective. I enjoy sharing my life. Um, I enjoy offering my listeners the opportunity to, you know, know me, hear my voice, be more in tune with who I am as a person, as opposed to who I am as a, as a business owner or as an entrepreneur. Um... It's like I was saying. I really just I wanted a better flow, and I am extremely satisfied. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> it'll be the audience's um, it'll be the audience's decision on on how well of a flow that the podcast is with with um, Couture. But um, right as of right now, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with um, the plan that I have for this podcast. I'm happy with the schedule that I have. I'm happy with the interview lineup. And it's just going, it's a lot. It's it's going to be a lot of information. And I am, I'm happy to share that with you guys. So hopefully you stick with me through this transition and you stay tuning in. And so I, so today I want to talk about you know some tips for rebranding because like I said I know it can be scary. Like the small tweaks that you make like if we're making changes to our websites or to our blogs or to our systems or you know maybe we might discontinue a product or something. Like small smaller things that could fly under the radar. Those are the easiest changes to make. But when you are trying to make like a large change like this is a name change, the logo is different, um the the uh, marketing collateral is different. The color scheme, I mean, it's similar, but overall is different. And it's not, you know, whereas if you whatever um, marketing collateral that I put out to promote the Crown podcast, it looks different than the marketing collateral that'll be out to promote the Life and Couture podcast. And so that is scary because it's like, okay, well, the audience that I currently have, they are already they're already identifying the crowned brand. Like when you see certain posts or when you see certain images or um, certain content that I'm putting out online or that I'm putting on my social media channels, you can identify that as crowned. So I'm like, do I want to really take that risk of putting out something completely new? And then I also, um, I had a friend we we were talking earlier and she was saying how, you know, her blog name has been the same for years. And she feels like the way that her her um, blog and her her business is evolving, she wants to change the name. She wants to, to change the name into something that um, she can grow into and something that um, fits the potential of. Her blog basically and then I had um, another client of mine who actually is in the process of changing her website name because she recently um, we did a branding session and it was she had more services that she wanted to offer and it was more things that she wanted to incorporate into her site um, to monetize her site and she's like well This name is a better fit. And oftentimes that's where we find ourselves. We find ourselves caught in, okay, this is what it's always been as opposed to, um, well not as opposed to, but this is what it's always been versus this is really what I want it to be. And this is what I see that it can be. And so we find ourselves in this middle, in this middle space. And I've seen this with so many of my clients. And even, even myself, as a branding consultant, my background is in branding. Um, I've done branding, marketing, uh, business development for most of my adult life, if not all of it. Um, and even for me, it's scary for me because I know that it's always a juggle. Always. Um, not a juggle, but y- you're gambling because... You've gotten a certain reaction from your audience. And so this change is either going to draw in a bigger audience or it could turn off the audience that you currently have. And so that's why it's, it's that's why I really wanted to address this, because it's easy to get stuck in something like, it, you know, what they say if it's not broke, don't fix it. But like, you know, that's like having and this is not to talk about anybody who may have a raggedy car. That's like having like a little clunker car and it's like, you know, it get me from point A to B and it's just clunking, 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 clunking. But it gives me from, from point A to point B. But I potentially have the opportunity to have a better car. You know, something of more quality, something that's more luxury, something that's more comfortable, um, you know, something that is more convenient, something that I can grow into, you know, maybe you need more space in case you start having children, you know, something that your family can grow into and something that you can, you know, carry on with you throughout the years. And that'll be more, um, not more sturdy. What's the word that I'm looking for? it'll be able to take more blows (laughs) so so it'll be able to handle more um than your little clunk 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 but your clunker works but it works for where you are it don't really work into where you're trying to grow into um and that's where we find ourselves in our businesses so first thing so i'm gonna give you guys some tips for rebranding um Yeah, for rebranding and give you some tips to help you combat that fear of changing because change is not easy. But sometimes it's not sometimes change is not easy. But in order to take our businesses and our brands to the next level, change is necessary. But it's important to know what kind of changes to make. Oh, excuse me. Okay, so the first thing. When you are rebranding, the first thing that I want you to do or the first thing that you should do is get clear about your objectives, right? So when I am doing coaching, um, because a lot of people and I always repeat this and I'm going to keep repeating myself probably until the end of my career. um, Your brand and your business are not the same thing. Your business is what you do, what services you provide, what products you sell. Um, your business is is what you is what you do. Your brand is your business's reputation. So it's what people are saying about your business when you're not there. Um, it is, it's the story behind your business, right? And so people are always like, well, I'm going to rebrand. I'm going to rebrand. It's like you have to have a brand to rebrand. And that's not even from a from a shady standpoint, but you you have to have a brand first. Do you have a story? Do you have like when people see you like when people see you, they should connect your brand story to you like when i'm out people want to talk about my lipstick they want to talk about being a girl boss being more productive um talk about my blog my whatever element of my business or my company that they are plugged into this they're, they're talking about that they have something to say about that they're talking about the story when they're interacting with me online they're telling me what they want to hear what they want to see what they want to buy um Ooh, or people just text me out of the blue. Like I saw this, this shade and maybe you should add this to your line or I saw this and it made me think of you, um, you know? And so when people talk to me, it's always royalty and like um, fashion and not that I'm a fashion blogger with the name couture. It, it, it comes from fashion, but couture means something different to my brand than what in than what its original term means. So couture in the fashion world is one of a kind dresses, um, unique tailor made to fit that particular customer or that particular client for my company couture. So, um, I design products and I offer services that help other women to design more purposeful, productive and happier lifestyles. Um, and that they their lifestyles are tailored to their specific purpose in life or their specific vision. And so when people when people are talking to me about my brand, that's that's what they associate it with. It's like um, beauty and fashion and business, and that's always the conversations that that's always the conversation that's being had about my business, um, which is my brand. Well, let me reword that because that may have been confusing. So the story, the conversations that are being had about my business, those those stories specifically, that is the brand. Right. Um, And so anytime you are developing a brand, it's like, look at it from look at it from like the perspective of, of you as a person. Okay, I'm telling you that I am a branding consultant, I'm a scholar, I'm telling you that I'm an entrepreneur, I'm all of these things, right? So I can create the content and hand it to you, right? But then I also need to make sure that my actions are lining up with the content that I've given to you because I can tell a story so you can decide what you want your brand story to be and you can can give that story to your audience. But ultimately, you're going to take whatever is put out and you're going to translate that how you see fit. Right. Based on your perception of that person, based on what you've observed about that person, based on what you know about this person, you're going to take all the information. You're going to translate it into what you think. Right. And then the side conversation that you have and, you know, with your mom and your cousins and your friends and your sisters, that is the reputation. So even with businesses like mcdonald's can say that they have the best burger worldwide and then you go there and you get a burger and you like some people think mcdonald's have the best burgers worldwide and other people are like no this is not good but mcdonald's is known for its burger, so the story is if you want fast food if you want a burger if you want to fr- like i'm gonna go to mcdonald's all right and so back to thinking about your brand story as a reputation. So I'm telling you this these things about me. I'm telling you that I'm an author. I'm telling you that I'm an entrepreneur, but I also have to I also have to have proof and to be consistent with the delivery of that message. So I'm telling you those things and then I hand you a book. I'm telling you those things and I hand you a business card. I'm telling you those things and then I have a website. I'm telling you those things and then if you look me up online or you look me up on my social media you see all of my business platforms and you see me promoting my business and you see me talking about my business. Um you see my business pages set up and um you know if we're emailing have the email That matches my domain name, um, my signature in the email, all the way down to my signature. It's all confirming the things that I'm telling you. And that is what that's why it's important to be clear about what your objectives are, because once you are clear about your objectives, then you can create that story to tell. But not only create that story, but you can also decide which methods of proof or which methods of consistency are best to get people to because you can have people lean more you can have people lean in your favor to accept your story but if you like well i'm an entrepreneur but you don't have a site i'm an entrepreneur okay so what do you do i do xyz okay do you have a card no do you have a portfolio no um you have testimonials no then I'm going side-eye you because you're not a business owner. You're not an entrepreneur. like you know. So it's like you have to have that proof. And so you need to be clear about your objectives. When you are changing something, when you are rebranding something, why? You need to know why. Why do you think? Why do you feel that it's necessary? Other than, you know, when it's time to change, it's time to change. So you're going to feel it in your heart. <laughs> it's just going to be like Pulling and tugging at your spirit But you need to be clear Because if somebody Asks me why I changed I can't say Oh because it was just it was in my spirit That's why I changed it And that's good enough for you But you have to translate That it's, It was in my spirit that's why I changed it You have to translate that into something that An audience can really understand And, and your audience can connect to Um, and so I felt that it was necessary. Well, I already explained why I felt that it was necessary to change my blog. I mean, not my blog, my podcast name and to rebrand the the podcast. And it's because I wanted to continue to build it and to grow it and to have it go hand in hand with the blog so that no matter what products I create, the podcast will still be standing. Um, And that I don't have to center it around a product because I centered it around one book, and here I am writing book number two, and get well, getting ready to push book number two this year, Um, and I don't, I didn't want it to be because I'm like, well, I was gonna change the name of the podcast to match the book, the second book, and I'm like, okay, dumb dumb, no guys, I don't think I'm dumb, but I'm just like, okay, like we going full circle again. And that's really what that's when the light bulb went off. Like instead of going full circle, let's where are we really trying to go with this? Because we're not just trying to have something that's seasonal to go with the, you know, building the buzz around a book, which the podcast will still help build a buzz around the book. But it's not tailored specifically to that book. So, be clear about your objectives. The reason my podcast has been successful thus far is because I was clear about the objectives. And the objective was to promote On the Throne. Um, And so, it was successful. And it it successfully served that purpose. And so, now, I mean, I'm going to continue to push On the Throne. So, if you don't have that book, go get that book. Um, Because I've been getting a lot of really good feedback from it. But... It's not um it's not specifically for the promotion of the book anymore. You know, that was just to build the buzz un- until the launch date. And so be clear about your objectives. Because if you are clear about it, like be clear, can rehearse it frontwards, backwards, eyes closed, in the dark, while you on the headstand blowing bubbles out your nose, whatever. You need to be able to always deliver the same object like when people ask you your why you need to have your wild top of your head every single time and it needs to come out the exact same way every single time and a lot of times we feel like we getting repetitive and we want to change our story and we want to switch it up, but no, you need to be consistent because consistency is what's going to bring that brand notoriety. Consistency is what's going to bring familiarity and is And that's also going to cause your audience to trust you. And when people trust you, they're more inclined to spend their money with you. Um, Because how many times have I'm raising my hand. Y'all can't see me. I'm real guilty of this. Um, Especially in my beginning stages of my business, And people were selling stuff. They were selling Instagram courses, build your business in such and such days. Um, Vendor lists, um, how to start a business, ways to market your business, anything that was related. Well, not anything. I ain't that bad, but like things that really stuck out to me. And there's so many times where I got gypped on my money because I'm just buying things because. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to be successful. And at that point, I really didn't have a real. um, At that point, I didn't know what I didn't know what I know now, which is to always do your research. And so now we're in a day and age where, um, you know, money's a little. I'm not going to say it's harder to come by, but people are working harder for their money. Um, And people are getting kind of people are getting hip to this game of. You selling a product or you selling like an ebook or you selling a book or um you selling a course and people are hip to you can you could sell that course for a hundred dollars and I pay you a hundred dollars for this course and I don't learn jack squat. So people are hip to that. And so now it's if I trust you, I'll spend my money with you. Um and so that's why it's important to stay consistent because if you're consistent and you're delivering quality um results Every time and you're consistent, people are going to not only spend money with you once, they're going to continue to spend money with you and they're gonna come back. So dun, dun, dun. first thing, so that is the number one, be clear about your objectives. Number two is you really need to prepare yourself. So have your brand story memorized. Um, your objectives is just your objectives are your goals, your mission, um, where you want to see this happen, right? In the preparation stage is, I'm actually putting a plan together to see this happen. So what are my deadlines? Um, What are some key changes that need to be made? When do they need to be made? And how am I going to implement this? Don't just like jump out there like, oh, let me just recreate the logo, recreate the name. I've done that before um with my my very first business i've done that before and the name of my business it changed it changed a lot like when i first got into business so my very first company was um an event planning company when i got into business i'm like i i was just so sure that this is what i wanted but as my company continued to grow and i learned more I'm like, and I'm evolving as a person. My clientele is evolving; it's growing. I'm like, oh, and I'm going into these spaces. And I'm having to talk about my company. I'm like, oh, you know, when you say certain things out loud in certain spaces, it's like, hmm, that's really not fitting where I'm trying to market my services. It's really not fitting this space, you know. It was, it was like cute because I was younger, so people were just supporting me because I was cute. But when I grew out of, okay, oh, it's cute to, okay, she's really about her business. Like, she's a serious businesswoman. Like, when people begin to see you as a serious businesswoman, you don't have as much leeway as you have when, oh, that's cute. You know, because it's cute. So, you know, we we she's young and we just want to see her win. But then when you, you know, you stepping in the waters and you can swim with sharks and you turn to a shark. And everybody like, oh, OK, like you don't. OK, the cute stage is over. You can swim. We know you can swim. So, you know, now in the, you got to be about something. And so really be prepared. Have a plan in place, because when I was trying to change my name, I didn't have a plan. I was just throwing out a new logo like, OK, this is this is the one. And that logo stuck because that's how I ended up with Couture. But uh, well not the logo, the name stuck. That's how I ended up with Couture. But I didn't have a true name for the transition. So it looked inconsistent. It looked botchy. It looked it just looked like, oh, here she changing again. She don't know what she want. And um, that's like you ever see, let me see. Mm. it's like, we all got this family member. No, I'll do y'all one better that friend that won't leave that man. And she always says she gonna leave. And she's like, no, for real. Like, I'm serious this time. I'm really going to leave him this time. And you like, you really need to stop. You know, that's what you're thinking in your head. Like you, you really need to stop. So if you are not prepared and you don't have a plan for how you're going to transition things and how you are going to keep it consistent and, um, you know, give yourself deadlines. This is going to happen here. This is going to happen here. Cause, um, because most rebranding doesn't happen all at once sidebar for the podcast. It was easier because the couture brand already has notoriety. The blog already has notoriety and I get to explain and, and walk through. So this is like you got to play by ear, depending on what industry that you're in. So because I get to talk and because this is like you, it's basically like behind the scenes terrace. I get to explain to you guys what's going on. So the transition for rebranding a podcast is a little bit easier. And it's not like the podcast has it doesn't have its own it doesn't have its own website, it doesn't have its own social media platforms. Like everything is embedded into the blog. So the transition wasn't as difficult as it would be if, say, my podcast was my standalone business and it was the crown and I had crown podcast on Instagram and you know in instances like that it's more difficult and so that's why you really have to be prepared when am I going to introduce this to my Instagram following when am I going to introduce this to um my Facebook when am I going to relaunch the site how do I want to announce that and it's like you know you gotta your your audience they are not children. No disrespect to any adults, but this is just to help you guys see your audience for how they are. Um, your audience is not stupid. They are highly intelligent. What they don't, what they lack, is time. They're they're up. They have their own lives. They're busy, and so that makes them lazy when it comes to extracurricular stuff or anything outside of. The necessities for them maintaining their lives, so they don't want to look for information. They don't have to search for why you change your blog post. They don't want to have to ask you. I mean, they will, but they don't want to have to. So you kind of have to. It's like, like you would a child, hold their hands and guide them through this transition. You can't just, you know, take a kid out of one environment and toss them into another one and hope they they just get it. Like you just got to understand. Like no. You have to walk them through it. You have to explain it to them, you know, get down that eye level um, and speak their language so that they are that so that they are able to under fully understand, fully comprehend what's going on. And so that they can make that transition, too, because humans are creatures of habit. We like consistency. We know that we have to change. Change is not always something that we We readily accept Um, and so that's why it's important for take their hand, walk them through it um, and help them get acclimated with the change. And that is the best way for you to not only retain the audience that you have, but also to cap capture an even larger audience. So prepare, Um, do not underestimate the need to prepare even if if you had 10 members of your audience you still need to transition them the same way because you could easily go from 10 to 0 in the blink of an eye you can go from a thousand to zero you know it's, it's all about the way that you transition and it's all about the way that you make them feel incorporated in that transition you know like people are going to be sad they don't want things to stay the same um and it it depends on what it it depends on what it is um because people are i will say this where your money is your emotion where you are spending your money your emotion is tied into it some kind of way i don't care how much money you have like you care about the things that you spending your money on you care about the things that you spending your time on um and I don't care what people say <laughs> you care if you are spending time and money. Those are two things that if you are investing in either one of those, you care about whatever it is that you invest in your time, your money into. Um, and so make them feel a part of that process, you know, appreciate that they have stuck with you, you know, this long and help them transition through. And so the third thing is the key To a successful transition is making your audience believe in the transition. So we were we got clear about our objectives, we prepared, and now it's time to implement those action steps. Let's make our audience believe in the transition. So they have to believe in what your story is, they have to believe in your objectives and Anytime you are an entrepreneur, you should be creating something for your audience, creating something to serve. Um, like, yeah, we're we're entrepreneurs, so we want to make money. But at the same time, um, every company serves its purpose. Like, if it's supply and demand, consumers are demanding something, it may not necessarily be a need, but whatever they are demanding is something that is making their life easier. It's something that is saving them time. It's something that is making their life enjoyable. It's something that is um, convenience. Something that is a convenience for them. Something that makes them happy. Um, something that makes their family happy. And so each every company is serving or serving consumers. And so, yeah, we want to make money, but we are also serving them. And so because we are serving them um, and we are designing something that is for them, we have to make them believe. We can't make we have to help them to believe in the transition. We have to help them to believe in what our products are, what our services are what our blog is saying what we are speaking about on our podcast and as for me my audience primarily is um women entrepreneurs women women bloggers um female ceos um let me see working women who get up and bust their ass day in and day out um and they are trying to they're working to excel their career Or they've been been busting their tails so long in one position and they're like okay i'm ready to do something new i'm ready to you know take this to the next level women who are who are working it takes up to the next level so i won't necessarily say they all have to be entrepreneurs but that's primarily who i create products for female entrepreneurs um, And so, even with like this transition, like it'll be different, but I'm offering, well, not offering, but I took my time, I walked them through explaining why. Well, if you're listening, I walked you through um, the explanation of why the rebrand of the podcast was necessary, and then I also. I'm sharing tips for those of you who are looking to rebrand something and it doesn't even necessarily have to be, um, it doesn't have to be your entire business. Maybe you want to rebrand a product. Um, maybe you want to rebrand a service or maybe you want to add a service because anytime you add a service or anytime you add a product, you are basically doing a rebrand because you have to make that product fit into your already established company or your already established, um, You already established marketing campaigns and you already established brand. And so I have to make it fit here and I have to make the audience believe I have to make my audience believe that it belongs on the threshold or on the shelves with the other products that are already a part of my brand or my company. And so just just one last recap. So the first tip to rebranding is to. Be very clear about what your objectives are. Second thing is to be prepared. Um, And the third thing is to be consistent. And so those are the tips that I have for you guys today (laughs) for this episode. So I really thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, so much has been going on. Um, The blog is really just kind of doing its own thing and... I'm like super excited. I'm all like giddy and stuff over here. Like the blog is really doing its own thing. Um, And I'm just, I'm really excited to see where that's going. Um, I'm excited to share with you guys some things that I have coming up, which I'm going to wait until they go live before announcing. But I'm just really excited about that. And then also this week, I had the opportunity to speak at a school. I keep saying the name of the school wrong guys. So, please forgive me if you go to that school and you are listening. Where am I? I want to say it's called The New Carver. Hold on. Sorry, y'all. I'm looking it up. Looking it up. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Okay. It's called the new schools at Carver in Atlanta. So, February was Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, and so the last day of February, haha. Um, great way to end that month. Um, I got to speak to um a group of high school students about about domestic violence and about how to identify um how to identify signs of domestic violence or you know the different kinds of abuse because I know we only think domestic violence is um oh I just I hit you and it's more than that it's more than being cursed out um it's so many different so many different types of, of abuse um and children are experiencing it at younger and younger ages so I'm really really grateful for the opportunity to be able to stand in front of those students and I really my prayer is that they really did take something away from that because it's always it's always a challenge to to speak to high schoolers because, you know, you got to think about when you're a high schooler. One, this is an excuse for me to get out of class, girl, Two, um I'm half listening to you anyway, you know, and so it's it's always a challenge or if, and if I'm half listening to you, I'm probably like having side conversations with my friends and I'm laughing and I'm finding what you're saying funny because, you know, at that time in your life, you don't really, I would say this, I speak for me. I didn't see what the adults or I didn't understand where the adults were coming from until I became an adult myself. Excuse me. And so, um, my prayer is that, my prayer is that I, I, really did touch some of those kids because we're just becoming so desensitized to, to this, like when we see it on social media, it's funny, you know, it we attacking gr- women, girls, calling them stupid, and it's like, bro, their life is in danger, now whether they're making bad decisions or not, like. We gotta see it for what it is, and it, it's serious. It's no, it's nothing to play with, and especially in my eyes, it's definitely nothing to play with. Um, and so that was amazing. That was amazing. And then what's funny is I was talking to my sisters about this, and if you are following me, like on Facebook, I think I posted this video on Facebook. Um, because I actually last week I, I was speaking at another um, I was speaking at what was it Atlanta Tech. Sorry, y'all. Don't please don't judge me. Okay, listen. The right re- the way my brain work at this time of night is pretty much we good. Um, <laughs> uh, what was it? Atlanta Tech Technical College. Well, I was speaking at a health and wellness fair. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, y'all I gotta look everything up. Gotta look everything up. Yep, Atlanta Technical College, um, a health and wellness expo, and I was telling. So I got invited to speak there, and I was telling my sisters. Um, I have two sisters. Well, I have more than two sisters, but I was on the phone with two sisters, and I was telling my older sister and my and my sister that's a year younger than me. Um, I was telling them I'm like because I always get asked to speak, especially once the book went live. And then the first episode of my podcast was about domestic violence. And when I shared that, I I kept receiving these emails and DMs and these different domestic violence events, especially because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month and February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness. And so I've been asked to speak at multiple events, and I always turn them down. And I was telling my sister, I'm like, this is not... Like, I don't want that to be my platform. This is not what I want people to know to know me for. Like, I I want them to know me for branding, you know, and for me excelling as an entrepreneur, not necessarily for, like, I, not necessarily for some poor decisions that I made, you know. And then, um, also, it made me feel like, kind of like I was putting somebody else on, you know, because, like, I never say names, but people that know me know the situation It's like I'm not trying to keep like beating a dead horse and keep talking about this or whatever and my sister kind of she just cut me off and she was like you got to let God use you the way that he sees fit to use you and that really you all that that just really changed my perspective and I really need to start paying her royalties because if y'all read <laughs> If you read the intro in On the Throne, she gave me a gem in the intro, and that that gem really helped to save my life and really helped to get me out of the situation that I, well, not help me get out of it, but help me to see it for what it was. Like, wake up, girl. You need to wake up. Um, And so she, a light bulb just went off, and it's like, you're right. You know, this is not a situation that I'm in, it's not a situation that, um, that affects me and so it's a situation that that i'm over and i'm sharing that because a lot of times we think that um things are happening to us and they are happening for us because even when i share my story i'm like i have my own perception of what i thought of what i thought a domestic violence victim was um and i'm like i'm strong you know i can i can i can stand my own ground you know i speak my mind I got my own money it's not like I'm stuck in the situation and so a lot of things are geared towards women we feel are not um financially stable you know a lot of programs are developed towards women are toward are developed for this specific stereotype of quiet and shy and um you know a not able to take care of themselves financially or they may have children with a certain person or you know so a lot of programs are geared towards them but what about the women that we see every day in the boardroom when we see in conference rooms the woman in the cubicle next to us who makes good money and who is you know who comes dressed to the nine hair flawless makeup flawless um just impeccable, powerful when she speaks, coming up with all types of amazing ideas, amazing concepts. Um, but underneath all of that are bruises and scars and you know basically a broken woman. And so that's really why I felt it was in, I felt that it's important for me to share because it's like we forget about them. We don't check in on people that we don't think we need to check on, that we don't think we need to check in on. Um, and they've fallen by the wayside. And so that's why I feel like it was important because I'm like, it's not something that affects me. But there are women out there like that who have, I feel like, and, and just in and me sharing my story and me. You know connecting with um, a therapist and with other women who have gone through domestic violence and just connecting with them um, and not even from the standpoint of a comparison because being in an abusive relationship is being in an being in an abusive relationship no matter if it was once or 50 times but when people started talking and talking and talking and mine was bad but when they started talking I'm always like whoo you know how they always say like it's always somebody out there that's worse off than you um that's how i feel i'm like okay so if i just got a preview of this thing you know women just there's other women out there that are just like me just as established as me just as smart as me smarter than me um, more beautiful than I you know not even from a, comp- a comparison standpoint it's just like we write people off based on where they stand financially or their physical attributes or the kind of person that they are and it's like a lot of times all these things are impeccable and over the top because they're overcompensating for something that's lacking and so that's why I feel like it's important for me to share because a lot of times we feel like we have to worry about quote unquote underachievers when really you need to be worried about the overachievers. Um and I know I'm really proud of myself. It's it's definitely not an easy thing to do. Especially since I put the book out. It's like people look at you people look at me different. <laughs> like my grandfather oh my gosh I dreaded talking to him after he read the book he's like got specific points I thought he had sticky notes on the different parts that he wanted to talk about you know my grandmother felt kind of like she was shocked she was out of the loop like I had no clue this was going on and so it's just a constant reminder of I did not write this book for me like y'all gotta catch up to where I am I'm over it I have healed from it I've done the work um, and I wanted to share my story because so many women suffer in isolation and silence, and um, we think we go through things alone and we don't. You know, there's other women out there who can relate, and that's why I feel like it was really, really important for me to share. And so, um, and that can tie into your branding too guys, just to, just to bring it back before I log off for this episode, but that's why it's really, really important to be in, this is just an example of, of good branding, it's really important to be in tune with your story because, or with your, your businesses, your brand, because what you are creating is not for you, it's not about you. What you are creating is a product of you, but it's not for you. It's for your audience. Um, And so always, always be mindful of that. Like, um, even with the conversation I had with um, my grandfather, it's like, I didn't write it for you. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying it in the standpoint of like my grandfather doesn't support me or respect me. He's actually um, a huge factor in who I am today, but just me having to break things down for him. Then that's when you you start to see the difference in which and who you are creating things for. Because the women that I'm creating it for, their response is on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. Like they are, like they see themselves in the book, but I had to explain it to him. And so that's something to always being in tune. That's something to to really take away from that is really be in tune with your story and with who you are creating for um yeah so and and then also know that in rebranding or in your brand period you won't be for everybody you're not for everybody so your brand definitely won't be um and until next time guys make sure you are following me on instagram at Terry sherman T e r r a c e s h e r m a n, and also check out Um, If you are looking to speak more about getting your brand, your business rebranded, um, I am offering free branding sessions. So there are 15-minute sessions. Then I I, um, I assess exactly where you are, what you are trying to accomplish um give you some insight um speaking to those specific areas where you are feeling stuck and then I also recommend um the services that I offer that will best fit um your needs and help you to really just grow your business um organize your ideas develop an action plan and actually you know make them come to fruition instead of you know i'm gonna do this this year i'm gonna do this this year you know we said 2018 was our year y'all so make sure you log on or make sure you make sure you go on to terra and set up that session because it's it's only march it's march first so when i'm recording this (laughs) so it's only march still very early in the year if you were saying this was your year this is the year you was gonna start your business this is the year you were going to get serious about your business, about your blog. Um, this was the year you were going to launch your products. The year you were going to write your book. The year you were going to launch your podcast. Um, get started. Get started. 15 minutes is free. And, um, you know, I'll give a lot of good information out in those 15 minutes. And then, you know, you can book an hour session, two hour sessions, or you can join the mentoring program. Um and you know i'm i want to see i my what i want to see is i want to see everyone who said everyone with the vision i want to see them going after that vision and so until next time guys thank you so much for tuning into life in couture um i'm excited so please If you guys have questions or different topics that you want to hear me speaking about, send me an email to hello at TaraSherman.com. Also, if you are, if you go onto the site, you can send an email via the site. Or if you are following me on Instagram, you can send me an email via my Instagram profile. Same with Facebook. So hope to hear from you guys. And until next time, keep being great.